One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 26, a milestone. We have been doing this podcast for half a year now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long and painful road, but we've got like, <laughs> long and painful. <laughs> oh man, I think we, no one's gonna believe that. We've both expressed way too many times on this how much we look forward to it during Absolutely. the week. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it feels like we've been doing it longer. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, we have been doing it longer, but much, much like 2020, I felt like it was simultaneously just a rapid-fire blur. It just flew by, and it felt like it dragged on for an eternity. Mm. And I feel like I mean, did... it. Well, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, did we start this during the pandemic? We did, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we started it uh, last. It would have well, if it's half a year, it would have been last summer, so June or July. Yeah, so have been into the thick of the pandemic probably right in the middle i think yeah the the exact time it was podcast was something that i had been thinking about doing for quite a while mm. and it was only during the pandemic when i didn't have my three hour a day commute um that i suddenly had some more time to actually put some thought into it and yeah god help us when you need to go back to work <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's, it's well established enough now that um be. The fuck work. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. Fire me. I've got a podcast to do. Oh, my God. So, we, we topics this week. Um, I had one which admittedly was a bit dry and nerdy. I honestly, I liked the one that you suggested more, though, So I, but which is also potentially dry yeah. and nerdy, but I think you're going to take it in a weird direction. Um so yeah, the, well, the the topic. Do you want to introduce it since it was yours? Sure. Uh, the 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 topic theme for today is different kinds of currency that could be used in an ideal world or in a specifically not ideal world. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the key um, takeaway. There is what? How are we defining an ideal world? Um, mm, and I think well, that's look, because that's subjective. The the answer is going to be subjective as well. Yeah, I think, much like in uh, Sonic, I think rings would be a really cool currency. Uh, you know who used a ring-like currency in ancient times? Ooh, hit me. History. Ch China or Japan, actually. China? China? God damn it. They, uh, <laughs> they actually, their coins had a little hole in the middle of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, the square hole in yeah. the middle. Yeah, and yeah. the idea was yeah. you, you would, instead of having a wallet or something like that, they would put a string through them. And so... That's pretty cool. Similar to how you'd get, like, rolls of coins from a bank, they would have, mm. roll like, coins, but they would be tied up on a string, and that's that would be ways that they could, you know, do, do currency trading. Mm. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You'd, like, just... You'd... <laughs> You go out to the shops wearing like a ring or two, drop them on the counter, and just walk out with like I don't know a bag of crisps. Yeah, I mean your hands might not be the uh, most the the best way to carry your money. I mean you're basically advertising to everyone and saying, "Hey, mug me." Well, yeah, but if you got like small chicks, also you wouldn't. If you had a large amount of money, actually, it would just be like a more valuable ring, wouldn't it? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like it, you could wear a gold ring, and that's like a hundred dollar bill. Or you mm. could wear, like, you know, bronze ring, and that's, like, a five. Mmm. Oh, 
God, I love this idea more and more. I think that'd be really cool. It would be, but you'd, I mean, and I think you'd, uh, many people, if you're carrying around large amounts of especially small currency, people would probably, you could still use like a purse, um, like like a coin purse, like a leather satchel or some kind. You could use do the Chinese method and have the string tied through the coins. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh. I don't think you ever got this over in America, but have you seen a program called Raven? No. Okay. There's um. Yeah, the 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 point system on that is like these large like bangles kind of go around your wrist rings. Oh. That. That. Yeah. Potentially. I mean that'd be that's very large and chunky actually, but the um. Hmm. You know you know what um, what show they used rings for payment in some occasions. Vikings. I feel like Viking. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. They had like gold, like bangles and armbands and things, and there were some that were considered sacred, and some that were, they just would use them as currency. Like here, take this. I'll pay for it this way or something. Right. Um. Okay. I mean, that's that's a, a pretty versatile one, but in I think it it has a an upward limit. It, it's fine for the the everyman. Yeah. I mean, you, it's, it'd be hard to do a check kind of thing. Equivalent. Yeah. Uh, Mind you, that would just be like a, put a diamond in it or something. To uh, to venture mildly into the uh, political um, modern day, there's a um, a politician in China, and she did something to piss off the U.S. I can't remember what exactly it was. It was uh, some something that merited like sanction, and right. they they froze her assets. Um, and the, in the U.S. bank where she had a good chunk of her money, and so they were. I remember hearing them talk about her. She was. She would have to walk around with essentially suitcases full of millions of dollars in cash because she couldn't open a bank account. Oh, you just <clears throat> you just spend a small amount of that money on like a, a basically your own vault, surely. Well, yeah, you got that yeah. much money. That's a good point. I mean, I guess if you're if. In this hypothetical situation, it's probably a, a less developed. Well, I don't even know why I'm assuming that. Because, um, what do you mean? well, I guess I'm I'm falling into the trap a lot of people do, thinking that we're moving away from hard currency and going more and more to digital stuff. Which yeah, that's true. We are, but I don't necessarily think that's a good thing or necessarily an optimal thing, yeah. because we're essentially it's... trading on people's faith. The moment people lose faith, all currency loses value. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it means the businesses are booming because people are like, they, they don't physically see the money, so they're not like as careful about it. I know yeah. certainly the moment, um, uh, fuck, what's it called when you like just swipe your card as opposed to putting in the numbers? Uh, a touch payment? Whatever oh, it's called. I, yeah, well, yeah, the, um, the word. contactless. Contactless. Yeah. When contactless came, I know I was drinking a lot more when contactless came about because I wasn't going up to the bar with a fucking well, like my loose change. I remember I got weird looks when I Raymond and I came over to London in 2017 because I was paying with I paid for stuff in cash. Yeah. And I did that again. I I, I always make sure that I have some cash on me because occasionally I've I've experienced like credit card readers and stuff going down too often. To not have at least some cash on me. Uh, yeah, everyone's got a little bit, but it's like minimalist. Contactless payment actually only came to the U.S. fairly recently. 
it was because it was there in 2017 yeah. when I was there in England, but um, I only just got my very first contactless credit card in 2020, and they weren't that common before. Um, like they, a couple of places had things like the stupid cell phone payment, like Apple Pay and whatnot. It probably came, it probably showed up here in like 2018, 2019, um, and I just didn't notice it because I'm a fucking Neanderthal who's apparently afraid of technology. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but you've just got, like, this super mega graphics card. <laughs> I'm trying not to brag about that. Yeah, it's fine. You can have your moment in the sun. Uh, you have two minutes. Go. <laughs> I have a 3090. Brand new NVIDIA graphics card. The things are rarer than gold at this point because there's a supply shortage. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Things pretty pretty impressive. So yeah, any uh, professional thieves out there? You uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're welcome to try to break in, although I wouldn't advise it for your health. <laughs> but there's um, um there there's like uh, what was I gonna say? I I was I, I, we deviated from the the oh, yeah I was gonna bring it back, but so like what what there was the, the contactless thing brings up a conversation I had with um my friend Juan yeah. we. Like he had this joke back in uh, back in college, uh, whenever we'd go out to eat somewhere, and people would be. Um, I mean, he was he was uh, doing okay because he he actually I don't know when the guy slept because he managed to get a bachelor's, a master's, and two years of work experience at like an actual company working twenty hours a week, all mm. in four years. I, and he had time to goof around with the rest of us. So I, I'm just convinced that he was sleeping like two hours a night, like some kind of fucking vampire. But he, um, we went out to a restaurant one time, and he this this running joke. It's like, oh, why are you, you know, why are you, one of our friends was kind of figuring out how the bill was going to be split, like down to the penny and stuff like that. And Juan made a joke. It was like, yeah, why why are you worried about that? Everything just costs one swipe. Yeah. You just you swipe the card and then that's it. And I think you made a good point earlier that people were spending a lot more when they weren't thinking about the. I, I definitely feel like I spent. I'm spending more when I have the cash in hand. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like no. 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 Like I feel like I'm spending more. Oh right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, should, I have to emphasize the right word in that sentence. Like if I pay <laughs> for something, like say say I go to the uh, the the package <laughs> store, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I buy like a bottle of scotch mm. or a twelve pack of beer or something. If I'll, I'll use beer as an example because it's it's the same it's the right price. So it's like fifteen dollars. So I'll I'll give them like if I paid with a credit card I'll feel like oh I I barely spent anything. But if I gave them a twenty dollar bill I'd feel like oh shit I just spent money. Yeah. And I think that there is a psych. That's why I think it's maybe unhealthy moving towards contactless and like all digital payment, because the numbers it just becomes a number. Like you you mm. you don't really associate it with something physical that has value. Yeah, I mean, which is great for the commerce of the country. But anyway, we'll we'll move back. Uh, we'll yeah, move back to ideal your... currency. Sorry, I just we're what moving would your into currency be? <laughs> we're moving into economics, which is something that I I have a lot of. Uh, it's another besides history. It's another thing that I I I'm a hobbyist on. Mm. Um, yeah, no. So I, ideal currency. So the ring thing makes sense, but I honestly, 
It depends on like the ideal world. So right, if you're talking about the reason your ideal world. Yeah, the reason that gold has been such a universal currency for so long is because of its it has a lot of properties that made it perfect for use as money. Um that being in the ancient world, it really didn't have much of a use. Like you it was very um malleable and not very strong. So it wasn't very good for weapons or armor. Yeah. I mean or it's an alloy. For... No, it isn't. Well, no, no, okay. Let me put another. Oh, or is an ally? You said or is an ally. Sorry, I thought you said no. <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> we make it into an alloy. Like the the fucking money we have isn't made of gold or anything. It isn't. Like, I don't think it ever was made of purely gold. It was purely it would gold. Just fall apart. No, really? really? Yeah, it was purely gold. And the Wait, reason. In what times? If we're talking like maybe a thousand years ago. All the way through, like medieval times. Okay. You you can make like um, like gold plated stuff, and you can make an alloy of gold and silver. That's called electrum. Hmm. Um, but oh, I played enough Factorio. I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for like gold, actually, it doesn't combine with anything. It doesn't corrode. It doesn't like degrade over time. It it stays pure. And it's also very easy to forge, which made it great material to make coins or other currency. Yeah. Um, so, in I think gold was the i like the ideal currency back, like if you're talking about medieval or ancient times. For those reasons, mm-hmm. it also was um, it was very difficult. There was really not much you could do to fake gold. It had certain properties that were extremely easy to test, even for common people. Yeah. Um, well, that's why people used to like put them in their mouth, didn't they? Well, not put them in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, but, like, they'd, yeah, they'd do bite the bend them. Test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Test. And it's because gold is so pliable that they could do that. Yeah. Um. But now I'm thinking, like, but the, obviously that's my answer for the ancient world. But the modern world, um, what is the ideal currency? I mean, money changes hands so fast. Maybe, maybe Bitcoin is. Like or some other sort of digital currency that's difficult to fake. Yeah, I expect you to come up with a far more interesting idea, like fingers or something. Fingers. <laughs> well, I mean, it, if you're talking about like, I'm personally a fan of like um, things that have the same properties as like gold or platinum or palladium. They're rare. They're easily recognizable they're not corrosive or not corrodible i should say yeah um and they're easily recognized i don't know i'm sorry i have no interesting answer for you i like the rings the rings thing uh took it out of me i i think i know too many good currencies from the past that i i just i'm like oh i can't think of anything better than that what about like Hmm. If, if you're if, talking about like, if the coins were made out of like quartz or something, that would be cool. You know, I just talked about um, like digital currency. Yeah, that could be the new cash in the the far future, because quartz is actually capable of holding far more data than like a hard drive or a flash drive or something like that. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but you gave me an idea. <laughs> okay, okay. You gave me an idea, like by 
say, so if you wanted like a physical version of a cryptocurrency or a digital currency, crystals encoded with certain like, um, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Encoded to be like that currency. Because you see like movies where people are like paying with credits, right? Like usually mm. from animated movies and stuff from the mid 90s. Um, or even in the Star Wars universe, I guess they pay with credits. But that might be a, a way to physically transfer digital currency in like a secure manner. Because a quartz crystal, they they... There's a lot of speculation that they could become the new um, method of like data storage crystals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, quartz memory sticks. Um, yeah. There we go. And uh, it's very progressive because the money will be pink. Oh fuck. <laughs> I mean, quartz isn't always. Think, is it? it isn't no um but a lot of quartz crystals uh they they're kind of a, a reddish hue like a reddish right. white but they, they, they well, maybe that's like, where value comes from partially in it the rarer colors mm. oh my god i remember listening to a podcast a couple of years back and this guy was talking about this time he was at a museum and um he's looking at like they, they had like a geology exhibit yeah. And they had a bunch of different quartz crystals. And he was talking about how this this girl and her friend were in front of uh in front of him and she's just like oh, I just love diamonds. Right. Referring to the quartz. Oh. And these are like quartz crystals that are probably the size of like a baseball. And it's like if that was a diamond, it would be worth like billions. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? No, it wouldn't be that much. Not, not, Jesus. not billions, but millions. <laughs> I meant to say millions. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I don't know. It just, it's... I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not nearly you know, as... there's a planet out there made of diamonds. Oh, there, there probably is. No, there definitely, they found one. Uh, I'm sorry. NASA is... I think NASA needs to defund its creative writing department. Wow. <laughs> Because, like, I just... It, this is you one think of, Neil Armstrong was only in California? No, no, no. I, 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 I'm not a conspiracy theory nut with, like, the whole moon landing was fake thing. Um, okay. one, of my, one of my favorite um, memes was, like, you know the, the, the big brain memes where it's, like, you know, small brain, big brain, oh, yeah, galaxy yeah. brain? Um, it starts off, and the first one is, like, you know, um, the, the moon landing was real, and that's the smallest one. The next one... The moon landing was faked in New Mexico, and then the next one, uh, or no, the next one is like the new the moon landing uh, was faked in New Mexico, and then the last one is the moon landing was faked on the moon. And it just, I'm just, it, I don't know, it, it made me laugh. Um, but no, I not not that. I just think that I, I guess they they have to keep the public interested, but it just feels like they're making shit up half the time. It's yeah. like how how do you the 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 planet's like a billion fucking miles away, and you can't yeah. even tell us how many planets are in our own fucking solar system. Like, yeah, they can. Oh, like, well, you talk about Pluto. Well, not only Pluto, but they've just found like five other exoplanets out in the Kuiper Belt. They they they're now like reclassifying dwarf planets in the asteroid belt. They don't even know how many planets are here. 
there's speculation that there might be a sun orbiting our sun like billions of or millions of miles away yeah so i i know yeah, so the, the I know the science behind it. They they look at the atmosphere of a planet and the the light reflecting off of it from its own star. They measure like the blink of the star, like how the light like fades and comes back up. And that's how they make determinations as to what the composition of the planet is and its size. Yeah, so it's it's 40 light years away. Yeah. And it is worth 26.9 nonillion dollars. <laughs> no non-alien was a thing, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, That's 26.9 plus 30 zeros. Yeah. Nonillion is, isn't even the biggest one, because after that comes, uh, what is it? Dectillion, and then... I don't remember the mm. one for 11, but then after that comes, um... I think Dectillion might actually be 12. Anyway. 384 quadrillion times as much as planet Earth's gross daily... Like GDP? Gross daily profit? Uh, gross domestic product. Oh. So, According to Forbes. That's great, except, you know, they're not taking into account that the moment <laughs> all that diamond hits the market, it drops it's in value. It's gonna drop through the floor, yep. Um, diamonds <laughs> more are... More common than dirt. Diamonds are a commodity that's kept pretty artificially high in cost. Like, they're... There are actually quite a few diamonds that are held in reserve to maintain the value of diamonds. Imagine all that cutting power, though. I know. Well, and that's the other thing. You can just make a fake diamond. Can you? Yeah. They, they've Define been able, a fake diamond. Uh, a diamond that is... Uh, it's an actual, perfect, flawless diamond that is created in a laboratory. It's how they make, like, diamond-edged drills and stuff like that. It's very easy to create. Well, not very easy, but it's become... I was going to say, yeah, great, fuck podcast, let's go make diamonds. Well, that's the thing, they're, they're not very valuable, and they're very easy to determine as fake. Um, right. And the reason is because the diamonds made in laboratories are perfect. They have no flaws. So, you know, when you see, like, the stereotypical jeweler with the little eyeglass thing looking at the uh, diamond... Yeah. That's because he's looking for the flaws in the diamond. So if a Can't diamond... They... Can't they input the flaws? I mean, I imagine there's some... ...things stopping them from doing that. Uh, I don't know what. I, I don't know, like, all the, the nuances on how they're determined. Um, like, how they're created, or if there's a fake market, or if there's laws against them doing it. But yeah, um, I know that that, at least, is the concept that I've heard. You can make them, because a diamond is just hyper-compressed carbon. Right. So they, they, they can make artificial uh, diamonds in labs, and I can't remember what they're called. They're, there's, a, there's a name for them. I think it starts with a Z or something. Oh, Do you want to waffle while I look it up? Yeah, yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Um, Alright, so... I, I, I feel like I'm not being creative at all. This You came up with this topic, and I feel like I should be able to... I'm just giving history references. I basically just feel like talking about history this morning. That's what it's coming down to. Yeah. Which is why I thought of the topic that I that I did. You think it starts with a Z? Oh, zirconia. Zirconium, yeah. Cubic zirconia. Yeah. So it's it's basically just yeah, it's an artificial diamond. Um you can buy like diamond rings oh. with cubic zirconium. What? 
there's the like a uh, 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 hang on, I just gotta show you because it's all right kind of for cool. for the, the benefit of everyone yeah, who's sorry, listening. Everyone um, oh my god, that's so adorable! Right? right, so it's it's a it's a silver banded ring with I'm assuming a cubic zirconia diamond in the like in the top of the ring. Um, and then there's like a little dragon, like from How I Trained Your Dragon or whatever it's called. Or it's Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, and he's just he's hugging the diamond on the the top of the ring. That is actually that is adorable. Yeah. No, Alicia, you can't have one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Cubic Zirconius would probably be cheaper. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're... this one's what ninety nine pounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. They. When I said they can be made easily, I, I should have said that these days they can be made cheaply. Yeah. Like, you need specialized equipment and stuff to do it, but it, it's just carbon. It, basically, just coal. And then you just crush it down and create the, the diamond. So, they can be made quite quite cheap. Oh, that one's cool. It's a Right? It's like a dragon claw ring or something, or like a bird yeah. claw. With Talon. gemstone. Huh. Sorry, I'm getting totally. Yeah, you know what? Well, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that looks so cool. All right. Do you? <laughs> Sorry, me... I'm very distracted now. <laughs> it, it's fine. I I am going to try to think of one genuinely. Um, I. Okay. I'm going to try to think of like one genuinely creative uh, solution for currency. Okay. Before we before we actually end this, and I'm going to fail miserably. No, no. See, I'm I'm of the thought that like post-apocalypse. Try to think about like what would actually. There's that old yeah. like tired metaphor that like oh if you had a million dollars and you were on a desert island it would be worthless. Yeah. And they they try to people try to trot that out as a reason that money is worthless. But it isn't. Like, that money still has value. It just doesn't have value in that circumstance. Hmm. So, I if think. So you built start a fire, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think tools would be an interesting form of currency. Wait, you're trying to sell me now? Yeah, exactly. Get out of here, tool bag. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, um, so I, I had it on the podcast one time when I, one of the quiz segments, that axe I have. It's it's a hatchet, hammer, like, um, all these different things. Yeah. I think, like, I, I, I've always liked the idea of a post-apocalypse economy where you've got, like, everything that's traded, in theory, should have... Fallout's a weird exception to this, but if things that are traded should have, like, practical value. So, yeah. like, uh, have you ever seen a the movie? A trading system as opposed to a... Yeah. Have you seen the movie Book of Eli? No. Oh, that's a pretty good one. But there's a, there's a scene in it where um, uh, Denzel Washington, the main, the main character, he's, uh, he's trying to buy a recharge for an electronic device he has and um, something else. I think some water. And... For that, he trades like um, like a kind of a sturdy cloth napkin and some pre-packaged like moist wipes from a restaurant that he has, and um, those are considered like real. Those are the things the shop owner really wants, like the the moist wipes, because everyone is like really dirty. Like water is a commodity, so people aren't washing the same way they used to. 
presumably like river water and stuff like that is contaminated i guess yeah and so like it that's always been something that fascinated me so i think like trying to think of a currency as something that has practical value as being like the the greatest commodity so like in that case the the moist wipes but it's it's something that is practical but at the same time finite like you can trade it back and forth but the moment you use it it's gone yeah (laughs) you've you've consumed all of that value so the very thing that's making it valuable um makes it so it's never used (laughs) Hmm. i mean it's the same thing like why why you never really want to use guns too much in fallout is because you're basically pissing your money away every time you fire a bullet which yeah. you are doing anyway because you have to buy the bullet or steal one of those but you Did do you do feel a, a, a more of a sense of I'm literally losing money every time I fire a bullet yeah I, that's not Fallout though what game is that um, Fallout yeah, oh no. no that's Caps isn't it yeah but Fallout thing is Bottle of, Caps um, what is it? Um, God, the the Russian one, Metro. Yeah, Metro, Metro. Uh, yeah, Metro Exodus. Yeah. Yeah, they use bullets as currency, and mm. I I think that's that's a, I mean, it's a good idea, but it's the same concept. You're right. You're trading in something because it has practical value, but by using that practical value, you are essentially exactly like you said, pissing away money. Yeah. It's I mean, suppose it saves on carrying around a big fucking wallet of cash. Yeah, that that just reminded me of something. Oh, I just lost it. It was um, something we were just talking about with like the the whole post apocalypse like practical use things. Oh well, if I think of it later, I'll I'll say it. Um, I think we've kind of exhausted this this topic though, and we are coming up on the end of the segment. Uh, Ooh, any dice final... that'd be a great thing to trade sorry <laughs> i mean dice you can you can gamble for it and lose it that's... exactly oh my god um you can gamble that, with your pretty... money you uh... could literally gamble with your money <laughs> yeah oh my god well you just right. throw any dice and then if before, they win uh... they just take your dice yeah. before we uh close it out uh <laughs> don't gamble kids uh, and there are some really cool rings out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that last one you sent. It's yeah. really cool. But no, that that first one just with the the had a the toothless dragon that was that was adorable. Mm. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment. And we had a classic movie for movie night this week. Uh, classic we horror. So your pick? Is it horror? It's, it, I think it is. Yes, it is horror. Yeah. It is It is kind of horror. <laughs> so, yes, it was my choice this week. And as I said in the last podcast, it was Alien. The first Alien. Mm. Um, with, uh, you know, featuring Sigourney Weaver. And uh, a carrot. What? That was it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Uh. The yeah. 
I seen it only a few times in the past, and I don't know. I, I think I prefer the second one, which is why I'm going to at some point get casual this year to watch that. Well, and, uh, and as stated previously, I had never seen it. Um, although I'd kind of been aware of bits of it from a cultural perspective, because parodies of it had shown up. Yeah. Um, it was no shock what the alien looked like or anything. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I've played uh, the game Alien Isolation before, which I found to be... Like, I normally don't go for horror games. Um, I don't like being jump-scared. Um, and normal, like, psychological horror really doesn't get to me. And body horror just kind of... Yeah, I don't like Yeah. But that aside, this movie, I think, was... This is my kind of a horror movie. Like, there's a bit of, like, gore and stuff like that, and it's kind of cheesy because it was from the 70s, but the the actual, like, most of the horror in the movie is, like, it's got this... There, I, I noticed throughout most of the movie there really wasn't music. Like, it, it was mostly just... Especially in the first, like, half hour, 45 minutes, it was just people it felt like a normal scene like just people sitting around eating a meal drinking a beer and i feel like a lot of them were like set up to be like something could kill them right now but it turns out they were just like doing exactly boring and regular and that that's what um that's what i found like really good because they build up this tension because it feels so normal but you know something's coming yeah and I think that that so when when the alien finally did show up, like you were you were primed to go like, oh god, no. Yeah, I mean the the part that <laughs> really the the most what the fuck are you doing part for me was the uh, when he goes down, he's like fucking poking the eggs and sticking his face near them. I was like, oh god, it's so obvious. Yeah, like, even with no prior knowledge of alien whatsoever. Who the fuck puts their face near like? I don't. Uh, an alien organic egg. I do not know. Like there, there are plenty of horror movies where that is my line. Just what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So I will say that from this point on, we're this is again an older movie. We're just gonna spoil the shit out of everything. Um, yeah. Premise and tell me if I miss anything. Like it's essentially far future. And we're following a group of what are essentially space truckers. Like, they, they're they on, miners. like, a long haul, bringing cargo back from some other system. They don't really go into too much detail about that, because that's not as important. But they, they no. go into, like, some sort of a cryogenic sleep for the most of the trip, because it's implied that it takes a few years to get from solar system to solar system. And they're, you know, they're all looking to get back. The one guy's always talking about, like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to party when I get back, you know. And they stop along the way because a signal is detected. And their company protocol is, like, if there's anything that could be intelligent life out there, you're supposed to stop and check it out. And so they do. And one dumbass, like Blue said, sticks his face next to an egg and gets a uh, alien sucker stuck to his face. They bring him back on board and you know try to take it off him and it doesn't go t so well. And then I'm trying to think what happens after that. Oh yeah, eventually it does come off him on his own and they just let him out of the medical ward because fuck it. 
he goes to eat and then dies a brutal and violent death as an alien baby spawns from his chest but and this might answer that question Kaiser Mm. Um, bear in mind the medical officer Mm. was in fact wanting the alien that's true so it's this is a big twist at the end of the movie so again spoilers um, the medical officer is actually an android that is uh, from the company, and the company has sent the android there to essentially ensure that they bring this thing back because they want to use it for like their weapons division or something like that. Um, and which doesn't make that—that's the kind of the weakest point in the story, in my opinion, because I would send an entirely separate team. That were properly equipped, yeah. Kitted out, yeah. As opposed to, I mean, imagine the fucking loss they lost from, yeah, all that. Just the all the all, <laughs> yeah. That they would now have to wait years for. Um, I I do think it's it's a very, it's a very weak justification for it, and mm. I think again, it's it's one of those things where, it's in the background because that's not the point of the movie, and that's not the the mm. good things about the movie. Um, though talking about dumbass decisions, one thing that I remember <laughs> you complaining about after we watched it was the one. So there, the the cast of characters. I think there's like eight of them. There's like the captain. There's the medical officer. Um, there's the the three guys that work down in the the lower area. The the mm. the, um, the the two mechanics. Yeah. Oh, there's only two of them. Okay. And then there's the the two female characters, uh, Sigourney Weaver being the the science Ripley being the science officer, uh, or one of the science officers, and the other woman I can't remember what her role is. Um, I think she's the pilot. Okay, she was, oh that's yeah, okay she was the pilot. Um, her, like, of the t- of the two characters, um, or of the characters in the story, I think three of them were very memorable for me. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, the uh, Ripley, um, hmm. the the black mechanic, the large dude. mechanic, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. and then the um, the other woman, and not for a good reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> like the the black mechanic was a badass throughout most of the movie. Like that guy was, and also well, I just found him he's funny. pretty annoying. He was he was annoying early on, but like when shit started getting real, like he became yeah, he redeemed a, himself exactly. That's, that's, I think, why I warmed him. You're right. In the early stages of the movie, he was like, oh, I don't want to do this shit. I just want to go home and party. And it's like, oh, fuck this. You know, this isn't our job. It's like, oh, we need to be paid yeah. a little bit more. And he was just bitching throughout most of the early part. Although he ended up being right about not stopping at the planet. And then... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but at the end, you're right. He's the one who's, who's like, kind of... Um, he doesn't, like take charge but he's he's the one that's like you know you know put me out in front i'll take care of this thing i'm gonna kill this thing he makes the flamethrower exactly (laughs) there's a um anyway i'll i'll tell that story later but and then ripley obviously because she's the the main character and she's the one who like despite all the crazy shit that's happening and nearly getting killed by the android she's the one that perseveres and takes charge um, yeah. Although, sorry, I'll let you finish. The, the last bit, and the, this is what I was. This is all getting back to is the other female character is such a fucking dumbass. 
Like, she was, I get it, she was panicky and like, oh god, what's going wrong? But the thing that was pissing you off and it annoyed me too in the movie is she is cornered by the alien and she goes into shock. She panics and starts screaming. Perfectly understandable. The black guy comes in with the flamethrower and is distracting the alien and pissing it off. She has the opportunity to run. She doesn't. He's shouting at her, hey, run, run, run. She doesn't run. She just sits there. Then she's looking around like she realizes, like she's no longer in shock, she could get out of there. And the black guy gets in front of the alien and distracts it more, and she still doesn't do shit and just waits for the alien to kill her. Sorry, rant yeah. over. Um, I, I was going to say, if you didn't know that Ripley was the main character, mm. I think she comes off, uh, she comes over certainly in the early part of the film, it was very cold and uh, very... Disconnected. Uh, the word I was going to use was managerial, <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot of nice managers out there, so I apologize. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> she's, she's very by-the-book protocol. And it does make her come over as a bit of a douche. It does. Um, but but then they have to have progression in some way. Yeah, she... It, she, hmm, she, she always prioritizes the greater good. I, I think this is... I, I thought you were actually going to go in a different direction with that. Like, if, if I didn't know she was the main character to start with, um, I wouldn't have realized it until near the end of the movie. Because yeah. I think they do a very good job of making her kind of just part of the crew. I, yeah, not to, overpowered. To bring it back to a discussion we had on an earlier podcast, I think this is the reason that a lot of people hold her up as the, a shining example of a strong female protagonist. Because she's just like a normal woman. Like, she's, she's, a sci she's exceptional because she's a science officer and she's on this spaceship, right? But... They, they almost make it look like this is a routine thing. It's just like a normal job, like she's a space trucker. Mm. But she... Yeah, like, they're not wearing fancy clothes or anything, and they're doing... She, she goes down and helps out with the mechanics at yeah. one point, briefly. Over the course of the movie, though, like, she, she grows and becomes, like, this badass. Like, she is hardened by the events that happen in the movie and because in the early stages i mean she's the one who wants to do her duty you know leave the alien outside don't bring it in here and she gets overruled and she kind of just begrudgingly accepts the fact that she was overruled um but then as you know shit starts to get like worse and worse she she takes charge especially after the captain dies um and then in the very end she's the one that finally you know figures out a way to kill off the alien. Granted, she's sort the only of. one left, her and the cat. I don't think the alien died. I think it can survive in outer space. Well, I think that's the, yeah, that's the thing. They talk about that in the early stages, how it has, like, these specialized cells that essentially allow it to live in vacuum. Adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. maybe it doesn't die, but it, it certainly is very close It's less to... drifting in space, yeah, so there's yeah. not much it can... Yeah. Um, you'll see. Well, if we if we ever get to the second one, um, the caliber of its so so the first one's more about like it's it's like a horror movie. It's a a hunt basically for the alien. Hmm. The second one is more like all right. The the humans are ready. Well, not ready for it, but. They're, they're equipped 
and equally Alien has its own like weaponry mm. and stuff and it's more like a war as opposed to an assassination yeah so you see a lot more of its defensive capabilities its strategies um, obviously you know um, when they're trying to get the, the face hugger off the guy yeah they cut it and it had like acid blood yeah yeah um, they do quite a ingenious thing with that um, in, in the second one which, All right. yeah well, I'll look forward to it. Yeah, I'm trying not to say anything. To you. One of the, I'm just thinking back, like watch it, like as you're as you're going over it in my head, and I'm thinking back to some of the the scenes. Mm. One of the, um, I think most poignant scenes for me was um, when Ripley like discovers the the secret orders and why they're there to grab the alien, and it's like you know the crew's death is the screw, crew is essentially superficial. Yeah. Um, and then the end, like that's when the android shows up, and she, uh, like, and th there's that scene where he's essentially trying to kill her, and like she's trying to get away, and it, it like, because you're used to the alien, it's it's always unseen, it's kind of off screen, and suddenly you have this very immediate visible threat, and it, I, I just found that scene very poignant, um, and very yeah. like. Um brutal like yeah but especially brutal, because of the betrayal yeah brutal in a not in a like violent and gory way but brutal in a psychological sense right yeah and oh man the the cgi well not cgi uh the the, the prop head and then it switches to the real head and it looks so different <laughs> <laughs> granted yeah. they were you know like, had a budget i guess yeah, and I mean, you've got a spaceship with all these old CRT monitors and stuff, and yeah. But I mean, it was, it was yeah. 1970s. You gotta, you gotta forgive a few things because of the technology of the age. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, and um, oh, I, I remember watching quite a while back a YouTube video. You know, you get these YouTube videos on like, ooh, who would win in a fight between Doom Guy and uh, yeah. Space Marine, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was one which was. Um, a Imperial battle cruiser from mm -hmm. Star Wars yeah. versus a single infected stormtrooper uh, with the alien face hugger. The alien inside it. Interesting. Uh, which I think the, the the resolution was if if they didn't kill it before it grew into a full alien, then it would absolutely just destroy absolutely everyone on the ship. Even though these things are flipping huge ships. And they're, um, but if if they're able to shoot it like even a couple of times, because the blasters are like, um, they they the it's it's heat related. Yeah. So it would cauterize the wounds. So the acid wouldn't trip through the ship, and it wouldn't destroy the ship. Understand what I, I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm just thinking about the the scenario in my own head now. I'm like I'm going through like how I would see it going down. Hmm. I think the scenario uh, included having Darth Vader on the ship. <laughs> well, that's easy. He just crushes the damn thing. Well, he can't crush... Like, okay. In Alien Isolation, there was only one alien. But they can breed into a lot of aliens. Yeah. Uh, and God knows, you know, what a Stormtrooper's aim is like. <laughs> that was... So, to go on a, a slight tangent about that, the whole, you know, meme about the Stormtroopers missing everything... 
that was something mm. I kind of liked about uh, the, the side movie, Rogue One. Yeah. In that movie, they actually managed to do a good job of making the stormtroopers seem like a legitimate threat. Like, they're, yeah. they're actually intimidating soldiers rather than just goofball things for the heroes to slaughter by the thousands. Mm. It does It does annoy me, seeing how, like... Um, wait, this is the media segment, isn't it? It is the cool. media segment. I mean, um, <laughs> the... Um, fuck, I've been watching Sons of Anarchy, and what? in a, one of the scenes in particular, don't get me wrong, it happens in a lot of the scenes, but one particularly stands out for me. Um, there was, like... I can't remember how many guys, multiple guys with automatic weapons standing in the middle of the road whilst people on motorbikes ride towards them stop, get off their motorbikes and return fire with pistols and none of the people on motorbikes get hit. Which is retarded, because like you can... 20 meters away. <laughs> that, that's pistol yeah. range, but the rifles would have been able to hit them like miles back on the road, especially if they're stationary. Yeah, multiple people. Like, they have all the time in the world. They had to ride up, stop the bikes. Like, they even put the bikes on their fucking stand. They didn't just, like, drop like, the bike or anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a great shot, but from 20 meters with a rifle, I could, yeah. <laughs> I'd be able to it, hit somebody. <laughs> it freaking winds me up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just absolutely you can do it where, like, oh, no one gets shot. But then... Give them some reason not to get shot. Like, right. oh, there's a lot of cover, or yeah, they're under, in the middle of a road. They're under cover, or like, you know, something's wrong with one of their their guns. Like, somebody sabotaged. Or something. You gotta, yeah, that's just lazy writing. Yeah. And Whereas... honestly, so, <laughs> it's, that's something that annoyed me near the end. So I finished. There are two things that I finished this week. So I finished the second season of The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Which. Still really liked it, but it was very formulaic. Most of the episodes struck me as like like a side quest in a video game. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh no, this thing happened. Now you have to go here and get this item, and now go here and talk to this person. Now go here and get this item, and now you can turn the quest in. Like, that's what it felt like. Right. Um, granted, I still like the overarching story, and it had at the very end, this is a massive spoiler, um, but at the very end of the series, it had a cameo from a classic Star Wars character. Um, right. Specifically, they brought back Luke Skywalker. Um, right. Like, he, he pulls a deus ex machina in the end of the movie and, um, you know, saves the, the main protagonist. And it... They used, uh, like, the whole deep fake technology to de-age his face. Um, oh, okay. I was going to ask whether this is, like, old Luke or young No, no, Luke. It's, it's young Luke. And you? Um, which, this, is, this has caused a bit of a controversy, I found out after I watched it. Um, because uh, Mark Hamill, the guy who plays Luke Skywalker, and he also does the voice of the Joker from Batman, strangely enough. Um, hmm. uh, which is crazy, because I can't imagine that. Um, but... He came out on Twitter, of course, that wretched hive of scum and villainy, uh, to uh, open. Go and see our page now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bingo card up there now, a professional there is. one. Um, based again on the fan art. The uh, He went on Twitter and he thanked like the director for giving him the opportunity to bring back uh, old Luke, or t not to bring back, but to 
it was, he said that something like it was an honor to portray, uh, to play Luke again back um, and bring him back to the era where he was still a symbol of of uh, hope or something like that. And right, it's kind of an, a, a a little bit of a jab at the um, the directors in the last two, or specifically the second sequel movie, uh, The Last Jedi which basically turned Luke into a grumpy old man who'd failed at everything. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, it probably... uh, Mark Hamill's been... um, not He's probably contractually obliged not to say anything too negative, but in interviews and stuff, it's slipped out that he's just not happy with how they treated his classic character. I should say. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. But... I won't go into too much, but the the um the series continued to be very good. But the reason I brought it up is because again they have like dozens and dozens of stormtroopers dying by the dozens, and none of the main characters ever get shot. No, I mean you can kind of get away with it with characters that have the force because obviously they literally can dodge. Yeah, but these bullets. are just normal um, people. <laughs> oh, okay then. Yeah, no. Definitely. You're right. It makes sense when uh, when Luke shows up and he's starting to do stuff. Cause he's got a lightsaber. He can bounce the stuff back. He can crush people with the Force and stuff. But mm. the main characters are just... They're mercenaries. And it makes sense that maybe they'd be able to dodge or they have like special armor that protects them or something. But half the time, the Stormtroopers don't even hit anywhere in their postcode. And there's like hundreds of them <laughs> shooting at them. It's like... <laughs> yeah. D- do you guys get any training at all? <laughs> Um, oh man, I was watching a uh, Twitch streamer the other day playing The Sims uh, Star Wars DLC. Oh god, yeah. It made me angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, so you can decide whether you want to be part of the Rebels or the First Alliance. Yeah. Is that what it's called? The First, First Alliance? First Order. First Order. Fuck me, it's a dumb name. Um, and... They give you things so out of order, right? So he was walking around in uh, first order officer clothing, right? But he was excited to try to to, to get to be promoted enough to be a stormtrooper. What? And like, uh, I was really confused. I was like, uh, okay, that that's fine, whatever. And before he even got to be a stormtrooper, right? Before that, he got a red lightsaber. I can't Uh, even describe to you how many brain cells I just lost from listening to that. Right? And he was excited to get a blaster. (laughs) Like, I was losing my shit. I mean, obviously I wasn't on the stream, so it doesn't matter. But in the comments, everyone was like, hey... Let's get some really cool stormtrooper armor and stuff. And I'm just in the co- comments like, "Girl, stupid!" No, I didn't say that. Um, oh my uh, god! That... I-, I felt like a massive nerd because I was defending like the original Star Wars canon against these people. Who, it-, it was just there for a good time. I mean, it's Sims. It doesn't matter. But yeah, but it did to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. So I, I, I want to talk about The Expanse because I also watched that this week and that's the one that I really have... Like, I'm literally excited... 
I haven't been excited to watch a TV show in a long time. But The yeah. Expanse is so good that I'm like literally there's I've still got 3 seasons ahead of me and I'm just really hyped up to watch them and see how they play out. But I do have to say this real quick. I I've um you saw like the the sort of YouTube channels and stuff that I'm subscribed to. It's all like very dry, nerdy shit, like history channels, <laughs> psychology, sociology, um, a couple... You follow sociology? Yeah, sociology. Yeah, I'm surprised, that's all. I would so, have thought it'd be one of those things that you call not a subject. Well, no, sociology is an actual <laughs> science, unlike social science, ironically. Oh, I thought that was basically... There, you know, there's am I getting into astronomy, astrology thing? Yeah, it's, it's an kinda... astrology, astronomy sort of thing. Okay. Um... No, but sociology is basically just the study of, like, people and how they interact, and, like, it, it's it's sort of a... Right. As I understand it, I'm not a professional. What social studies, then? Social... Well, in the U.S., social studies usually means history. It's, oh. Social studies is the class we have in our, our schools where you study history. I would say sociology is more bollocks than history. <laughs> well, sorry. yeah, it is. Well, okay, that's true. But to be fair, since history is subjective, it, it's always written by whoever won and got to write the books. So history um, is always mainstream history. Mostly, yeah. When I'm talking about the history that's taught to grade schoolers, it's very, very biased. Um, hmm. Which, it's sort of like one of the spoils of victory um, that you get to write the history books. But if you if you read like hard history, the type of like analytical ones that go back to source material and try to look at things through a sort of an unbiased lens that's where you start to get into some you know what really happened i'm i'm gonna waffle on this the whole reason i i brought this up was one of the the youtube channels i follow is this uh a woman she's uh a, a phd and i can't remember what it is but it's it's a it's a field of sociology um okay. and she'll she'll go through studies on like these hour-long videos and do analysis to try and figure out what exactly like to draw some conclusions about some sort of an issue and one of the things she did was a a video on why people get so emotional when they see something they're a fan of kind of tarnished or changed uh so star right. wars being a perfect example because they've sort of the newer movies specifically the second one and to a lesser extent the third one pissed all over the legacy of the original movies you know they turned han yeah. solo into a deadbeat dad um they turned leia into mary poppins and they turned luke into a grumpy old man who failed at everything yeah. and they I, I think that people like grow emotionally attached to characters because you see something on a screen and from a psychological ex uh perspective our, our brains aren't equipped to say that person isn't real. I don't actually know that person. And you yeah, sort of oh my god. You you sort of you sort of grow to think of that person as a like a friend or a family member subconsciously yeah. because it's you get through the same struggles that they are and you pity them or Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They they did a study years back where they, they looked at the brain activity of monkeys mm. and they found that the same parts of the brain light up when the monkey is doing an activity as when he's watching someone do that activity. So your brain, our brains are actually hardwired to go through the same sort of chemical processes 
when we watch another person that we empathize with doing something as when we do it. It's a fascinating field. I'm going way off into the weeds here, but that that long story <laughs> was just to make that point that I, I've I've heard people do a similar analysis to try and find out why people have that sort of strong emotional reaction when they see something like a beloved character in their eyes tarnished. Mm. Yeah, there, there was um, a scene uh, that I was watching. I think it was yesterday or the day before, and literally. When the scene started, I, I kind of went meta in my own brain, right? I paused it and I was like, right. There's a very visceral scene, which, as you know, I don't like body horror. Yeah. Um, and I was like, right. I know that none of it's real. I know that no one's actually getting hurt. And then I tried to actively think of the characters in the show as not human well that's and I failed abysmally (laughs) (laughs) it's very very difficult to turn something like that off it's one of the reasons to touch briefly on politics why um, like Soviet era well Stalin era communism was so gruesome and horrifying and well and why things happened in you know World War II Germany it's because they were able to um, dehumanize like an other like it was it was you know we are people and they are lesser than people and um they'd use words that's what that's where like the words like uh stalin didn't have people killed and rounded up he liquidated them right and and in in his own like correspondence that's how he refers to it he's like i need fifty thousand um what was it fifty thousand capitalists liquidated or something like that and never in that statement is he saying you know, I'm going to kill another human being. So it shows how you can, it, it's a very, it's, it's a way to, rem, what you were trying to do there, remove yourself from empathizing with another human being. Hmm. Um, okay, that's enough, you know, science and psychology. I really want to talk <laughs> about The Expanse and we're already over it. 30 minutes. Go for it. Um, so I talked a little bit about it because as of last podcast, I had only watched the trailer, but now I've watched the entire first season and a half (laughs) like i could not stop watching this i think i had um so we did the podcast on saturday how long was the first season uh 10 or 12 episodes each episode about 40 minutes i guess yeah they're about 45 minutes long um so as of last podcast i talked about it on the podcast the trailer that was saturday sunday no one heard from me because I literally spent the entire day watching The Expanse. (laughs) I watched it from the moment I got up until... In the evening, I think I got on and played like a game with uh, Scott and some people, but um, the rest of the day, I just spent watching The Expanse. It was so good. So the, the premise to, as a refresher from last podcast, is uh, 23rd century solar system humanity has basically colonized the whole solar system but they haven't moved out beyond yet but they're starting to think about it um mars and earth are the two like new superpowers earth is united under the un a horror story for me and mars has its own government they're like the mc rn mar no uh, it's the mars colonial republic mcr that's what it is right Isn't um that- 
something in Fallout New Vegas. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I think that it might be the uh, like the the Minutemen or something. No. No, NCR. Anyway. No, no, NCR. NCR. I think it's NCR. It's the New California right. Republic in Fallout. That's the one. So Mars is basically a military superpower. Earth is kind of an aging giant um, that's in decline. And then there's tons and tons of, like, tiny little outposts out throughout the asteroid belt and the Kuiper belt and around Saturn and Jupiter. Yeah. And the show... From the trailer, it seemed like they were going to do this. From the few the episodes I've watched, they did an amazing job portraying like realistic sci-fi. Meaning, like I could picture in the twenty-third century, human civilization being like this. Like they, mm. you know, acceleration will hurt people if the you know micro asteroids combat in space. The big concern is bullets penetrating the ship and then penetrating the person, and then going through them, and now you've got a puncture in your suit. If they make a hard banking maneuver to get out of the line of fire of another ship, then that could seriously harm people if they aren't strapped in properly. Um, and then, of course, like water being like more precious than gold on like asteroids and stuff, because um, and they they do a really good job portraying the politics too, where Earth is kind of they've got this aloof position because they've got all this land and air and water and resources. Whereas on the asteroids, they're having to scrounge for all of that. And then on Mars, they they live in domed cities. They they wanted to terraform the planet because of a near military conflict with Earth that kind of set them into a cold war. They had to put that off and invest in their navy. And now Mars is like a military superpower, but they still haven't finished terraforming their planet. Yeah. And there's this... this is... Sorry. No, 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 you fit. I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> There's this, this lingering animosity between Mars and Earth, and under their noses, uh, sort of a ground-swelling movement from the asteroid belt for their own independence starts to rise. And uh, it's just... The, the politics in it are really cool. The characters are extremely well-written. The show does a good job of never making you feel like there's a good guy or a bad guy. Like, every one of the characters is well-written and nuanced, and they have their, their good sides and their bad sides. They make mistakes. They do things right. Some of them are selfish. Some of them are altruistic. And they, they every character feels very human. That's it. That's, that's a rant. Absolutely love the show. It does sound very interesting. And there are two things which it made me think of. Um, one of which, I think, partially possibly the root... One of the reasons you like it so much is it sounds a lot like the early days of Halo. What, like the um, you know hard sci-fi and stuff like, like when they're just starting to leave Earth and there's you know basically a business war between Earth and um, <laughs> Mars. Yeah, except in the Halo franchise, it's two centuries later and human humanity has colonized quite a few planets. But you're right. right is before, that where it starts? Okay. Before the uh, before the Covenant show up in in Halo, uh, you're right. The political situation is similar. You've got a like it a core. Like an origin story. You've got core worlds that are very Earth-like, and then you've got the outer worlds that are very Mars-like, and the the very very outer worlds that are very much like the uh, the belt um, mm. in this show. So you, actually, that's that's not a bad metaphor, 
are not a um, bad uh, comparison. And the other thing that I made me think about, and I'm sorry to sound like a real broken record, but this does also very much remind me of um, that that book series I keep telling you to read. <laughs> oh, the uh, the Mars one, the uh, what is it called? Red Red, Red Rising. Red Rising, yeah, yeah. I've got it. Um, it's I've got the audiobook actually. It's downloaded on my phone. Oh damn. Um, so, um, man, maybe I'm making progress with you. <laughs> well, I downloaded it when you told me to. I just have other books in my queue that come before it. Yeah, lots of um, Space Marine books. Um, the uh, particularly where you're saying like the the space battles when mm. you know the bullets have to go through the hull and the person. Yeah. Um, there's uh, particularly in the second book onwards. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, ship-to-ship combat, and yeah. one of the um, most it was making me remind me of one of the, the the particular ways in which the ships fight, which is they basically um, fire people at the side of a ship. Yeah, uh, in these like high-powered suits, and they like they they just smash through the hull, and then they start walking around inside the ship and blowing people up on the inside. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if if it is anything similar like that, I would love to to see it because obviously I've only <laughs> been able to listen to it so far. So I it's I mean it, if, it, if it keeps going really well and you keep recommending it and maybe like into season two or three, it's still yeah. good. And I'll absolutely give it a watch myself. There's there's a um yeah I I so season two so far has just picked up where season one left off and just been awesome. So. At least so far, they've main managed to maintain the momentum. Yeah, and they haven't fallen into the drama trap of uh, you know relationships and shit. There are, but they're not like they're not the primary focus. Like okay. they 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 do an amazing job of striking a balance. There's a balance yeah. between showing you cool sci-fi shit going into the the politics of this fictional like world where earth and mars are essentially in a cold war mm. and then going into character drama and you developing the characters showing how they interact and but it's not like it's not like soap opera tier drama to uh, use a quote that you had from last week it's like it's not like oh, i can't believe brad sleeping with cindy yeah like it's not like that um they there are like relation they, there's a relationship that develops, and I won't go into too much detail, but two main characters, it, essentially this, this male and female character that have been butting heads since the, the beginning of the series, they eventually end up kind of finding a mutual respect for each other, and then that develops into a romance. But they have conflicted loyalties, because he lives in um, the belt, the asteroid belt, uh, but he's from Earth. She's grown up in the belt, and so she finds herself in like this conflicted loyalty where she makes a decision behind his back that could screw over all of humanity because she thinks it might give her people, the natives of the asteroid belt, you know, a leg up in any sort of political negotiations moving forward. Um, right. And that happens in season two, so it's it's a bit of a spoiler, but um, I, I mean, you you kind of see it coming when when the show when it happens in the show. I um, I do yeah. want to give a shout out to this one character in it because we were talking about dehumanization and like uh, empathy. Mm-hmm. 
he's like this cold-hearted dude, but there's clearly... He's not like a sociopath. At first, he seems like he's one. But over the course of the show, they... Um, like, for example, there's a scene where this um, this guy is threatening one of the, the crew members, and um, they're like, no, we gotta wait, we gotta wait. And he's like, no, we need to get out of here right now. And um, eventually pulls the gun. He's like, if you don't get out of here right now, I'm gonna shoot you in the head. And without hesitation, this other guy shoots him in the back of the head. Right. Of left wing. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, the blood splatters on the person that... Um, the guy was threatening and it pans over to this guy and he's just perfectly calm and placid and he's like alright you say we wait we wait I'm gonna take this outside and he when he says this he's talking about the body of the guy he just shot right and so but then like as the series goes on you start to realize that there is a lot of nuance to this character he he's deeply traumatized meaning he's become this cold and callous for a reason so they don't it's one of the things I love about the show and this is the last thing I'll say because I am looking at the time um, they don't fall into the trap of using stereotypical characters um, there's no there's, there's no like, like there's no like this is the jock this is the sociopath this is the scientist um, they're they're all very nuanced and I, I'm going to just I'm just basically just splooging over the the character right and the writing the writing in this show is just I can't tell if it's just amazing or if I'm just so starved for good like TV to watch because <laughs> yeah. the most of the the TV and movies that have come out in recent years have just been garbage hmm. or maybe it's just there's always garbage in every era and looking back I only remember the good stuff <laughs> anyway. I won't go on about that too long. Um, any final thoughts before I close this out? Uh, no, I think we better. I hope I hope everyone is ready for part three. Yes. Uh, so there, we're looking. It's a quiz segment. It's our half-year quiz segment. Blue is quizzing me again, so you'll get to see my lovely face on camera. Um, if you got a hat, I, I don't have it. I I don't like wearing. I could okay, wear a beanie. Okay. I have a beanie. Uh, all right, you have to wear it over your headset. All right, that's fine. I'll do that, but only for the beginning, and my head will get hot. All right, fuck it. That's the end of the segment. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been segment two, our media segment of the TMCJ podcast. Um, listen for a little bit longer, and you will get to hear a fun little quiz that I know nothing about. There is no theme this time, so who knows? But thank you for listening, and hopefully you'll tune in again soon. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment three, and as you can tell by the fact that my lovely countenance is on the screen, it's another quiz segment. Um, this time, it is my turn to be quizzed. Last time, I actually quizzed Blue for the first time. I have no idea what the theme is. It's our half-year podcast, but uh, it could be... Well, yeah, that's kind of the theme. <laughs> could be literally anything, and I'm, I'm literally terrified. Uh, as you can well, see, if you're, well, if you're watching this on YouTube, as you can see, I've got my... Uh, vial of uh, rice juice which is totally non-alcoholic rice juice yep, exactly. it's literally just rice he's drinking exactly i boiled yep. some in the interim boil them 
Brian, stick him in a stew. Okay, come on. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> so what's going on? Did you have a theme for these questions? Or? So, yes. Well, that's, well, as is tradition, I varied very far from the theme. <laughs> but anyway, bam, okay. welcome back to another uh, bi-month, no, not bi-monthly, monthly episode of It's That Quiz. I still don't have a name for it yet. Uh, <laughs> He's getting today's host. Mr. B Bear and the contestant. This jackass on your screen. He's even uh, got a name for himself now. Mr. B Bear, yeah. Wait, that sounds like Bieber. Oh, that's bad. Oh, Justin Forget Bieber. I ever said that. <laughs> uh, right. Contestant. Yes. Are you ready? No, but let's do it anyway. Okay, you have one minute for each question, is the standard affair. Um, some of the questions, uh, some of the questions this week are ones that people at home will probably not know, and I apologize for that, but because it's the half-year podcast quiz, they are going to be a little bit more personally based around, uh, myself and Kaiser. Um, but for the most part, you, you, you can all have a good, good go at it. Uh, so good luck at home if you're participating in the, uh, the, the forfeit challenge good luck you don't don't do it at work that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh right on to the first question all right i'm ready uh i'll start the timer and then ask you the question okay okay yep in the popular fishing novel ravished by the triceratops how did the triceratops break its horn charged into a wall bam easy one Good start. Right. All right. Softballing me in. Bam. Uh. Hmm. Oof. Fruity. <laughs> okay. Talking about yourself with a drink. Well, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> okay. Question two. Uh, I should get asked this one then. Start the timer. If you have a D twenty, a D twelve, a D ten. Two d8s, a d6, and no d4s. How many sides do you have? Go. Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. D20. Do you want me to repeat? No, no, no. I, I don't repeat it because that's that's cheating. This, this is a test of my memory and, and my math. Um. I'm going to say you have Wait, 54. 54. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. All right, I'm pausing. Okay, if you have a D20, D12, D10, 2D8, a D6, and no D4s. I forgot about the D10. Yeah, you did. Answer 64. God damn, I was off by 10. I was so close. Yeah, it was so close. Nice try, man. I mean, I, I would have repeated the question for you. You still had 25 seconds. No, it, it's it's fine. No, I... I it's Went questions are asked once. That's, that's fair. I, I wanted to... I wanted to it, it was it's a test of memory. Because if you repeated it, I would have just added them up in my head and I would have gotten it. Yeah, um, it's, like, uh, it's like the Triceratops. You went dick first. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fucking engineer. I'd like to think I can do basic math. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, that was quite impressive, considering you can't even see it right now. Okay. Next question. I'm ready. When did you start the Man Called Justice YouTube channel? I'll give you half a point for getting the year right, the full point for getting the month right, and a bonus point if you get the date right. I'm not even sure I can get the year right. <laughs> it was after I moved into this condo. I'm going to say 2016. It was either okay, 2015 or 2016. Um, All right. I'm going to say I started it in January of 2016. Okay. Do you want to put a number to that as well? Like a like the actual exact a date, date? date? Yeah. No, I, I don't even want to start to guess that. Maybe like <laughs> the, the 13th. Okay, 13th. Bam, right, pause. Okay, so 13th January 2016. Okay. The uh, the correct date is the 22nd of August, 2011. What the fuck was I uploading back then? I don't know, but that's when the channel was created. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was... Five years off, that was bad. I definitely didn't start uploading until, like, I moved into here. <laughs> hey, oh, nice. God. 2011, I would have just gotten out of college. Hmm. Because I graduated in uh, May 2011. Yeah. Okay. From a strong start, he falters and falls into disarray. He does. At least he knew about the Triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, I remember okay. the important things in life. Well, of course. I was close in the math. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you absolutely were. But then you fucked it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, next question. When was the what was the first quiz question I ever asked you? These are mean. Oh uh, god, this is about half year podcast. That's the theme. Okay, it was the Halloween quiz. So I'm gonna say it was that question about the origins of Halloween, like um, you know where it where it actually came from. The one that I answered that I thought it came from Ireland. Uh, it was a Celtic tradition. Pause in the clock. So, you know how earlier I said I re-watched that episode, and mm. I really enjoyed it, I was laughing my ass off. Um, that is a question that is asked. It's not the first one. What was the first one? The first one was, when was trick-or-treating invented? Oh, fuck. I knew it was I'm going to give you half a point. Alright. Half a sip. Cheers. Slancher, as the Irish would say. Hmm. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, okay, you're one and a half points. Doing one and a half points, but I've I've got two and a half against me. This is true. Uh, okay. Here's I, one. I'm taking which, the executive uh, decision to refill this uh, decanter because I feel like this is just going to get worse. Okay. <laughs> Here's one, which uh, you... Well, there are people out there who you know who might... Uh, might be angry with you if you get this wrong. Okay. The specific person I'm thinking, but I don't know. Alright. And go. Well, I've lost the thing. In the D&D 5e Monster Manual, what challenge level is a regular mimic? I have never put a mimic in my game. 
Neither have I. I'm not a. All right. <sighs> All right. Piece it together, though. Well, a mimic isn't. It, it's something that can show up. Because you know almost, about mimics. I do. I do. They can show up in basically any dungeon, um, and they can be basically anything. That's why I said a regular mimic. Like we're talking just like a fucking yeah. box with teeth. I know. So it's it's either going to be a quarter, a half, or one. Um, I'm going to say a quarter. Okay. Pausing. In the D&D 5e monster manual, what challenge level is a regular mimic? Challenge level of two. What? Yep. Fuck, I thought probably they'd be on like... I thought they'd be on par with like a fucking goblin. It's probably like inflated because... It's, you'd normally get to a chest after a fight, and so they're probably so like... So you're already going to be stuff. weakened, so that explains that... Yeah, the, the logic yeah, makes then, sense, I just suck. Surprise chest. Uh, I don't... I don't use mimics in my campaigns. No, I don't. They're too, um... Expected. Although, I did read recently that you can get, like, you know, mimic doors and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, if I was going to make told... a mimic, I'd make it like a coffee cup or something like that. You know, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. Like a chest. Um, I told my D&D group about it when I, at the time, and they spent the whole session checking every door before they walked through it. <laughs> there is a... Um, I, I may have mentioned this before, but years ago when I was playing in this other D&D campaign, I was playing in it. Um, yeah. Our DM had read like a Reddit article about finding ways to like throw your players off. Basically give them something that's just nothing, but it seems like it could be something to so that yeah, they're, they're not suspecting stuff later on when you actually throw them legitimate plot hooks. Yeah. It backfired. He put a smiling rock under a yep. tree in a grove. We spent two hours of real time investigating the rock. <laughs> so... Using spells Obviously, on it, yeah. using magic, you know, investigating it, searching the surrounding terrain, like using doing history, researching it. It was, it was so, a full. I, I I've also obviously heard this story before, right? Yeah. Uh, I put it into my own campaign. What the smiling rock? Yeah. Yes, I did. I put the smiling rock in, uh, and they uh, they brushed past it in about three minutes. <laughs> Something they picked that, it up, put it in their bag, and kept walking. Something that's a bane of the the DMs. Per, look, so again, yeah, mentioned it earlier. I went to an engineering college, and Jesse, he's our DM now, and we make his life hell because he's talking about. He was trying to give us a hint as to where a door was by telling us the direction fogs were going, which resulted right. in a half hour discussion about aerodynamics. Yeah. <laughs> he just there are some times where I can just picture him in the background, like just he's he's got his notepad, yep, 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 and he's just sketching all of us dying in horrendous ways. <laughs> it's just, but <laughs> oh, it's, man. it's all in good fun. Anyway, you guys, I would not want to be part of your game because it sounds just from what I get from you and Jesse is that it is an absolute battle between the DM and the players. Yeah, well, it is. So we've got. So we've got four, four, five main players now. Um, yeah. One that wants to have fun. One that is kind of really hardcore playing their character. Um, hmm. One that is a like a rules negotiator. Um, and then two people. Well, one who's like a seasoned DM, and so he knows the rules better. 
better than the current DM. And then there's me, who's always, like, questioning the science of what he's doing and going, like, that's not how that would work. No, forces don't work like that. Um, so, Jesse was showing me one of his uh, methods of keeping notes hmm. um, the other day. And so he was, like, showing me a screen. He was typing in notes and stuff. Uh, and he pulled a character out of thin air, and he was typing it up, and he's like, this character is an absolute cunt. <laughs> Sorry, pardon my language. Uh, and I was like, hang on. That's Kaiser's character, isn't it? He's like, yes, it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. The game's a lot of fun. It. And I, I will, d d just to preface this, or not to preface it, but to, to qualify all of this, the game is a lot of fun. Jesse puts a lot of work into it, despite he has, you know, he has a job and a family, and he's still putting a lot of effort mm into the game and i you know i really appreciate it I, I make his life hell sometimes in the game but and usually over very tiny details um like the big stuff i just kind of breeze past <laughs> sorry go on let's let's keep going with the quiz we're, we're kind of we're wasting time telling anecdotes here Alrighty. so next question uh and if you get it i'll be impressed but at the same time it is something you will have heard several times Okay. What is currently my favorite meal? Curry. Okay, final answer. Yeah, just I said what immediately popped into mind. Okay. Incorrect. Burritos, man. Burritos. Yeah, I've been craving burritos so much like last month. I've been going on about it in game. Guess we'll make a can't believe you don't care enough about me to know my favorite meal. Uh, especially after the fucking the, the, the food conversation we had. I... Challenge thing. I just went off and cooked after that. <laughs> Disappointing. We had spoke about that for like two hours. I know, <laughs> I, know I know. But All right. I I tend to have a very bad memory for personal details. Like, I'm very good at remembering, like, numbers, well, the math thing earlier. I'm, I'm very very good with, like, numbers and technical details, which is why I'm an engineer and not a psychiatrist. But I do not remember personal details. Like, somebody has to tell me their name, like, four times before I remember it. Um, <laughs> they're people I've known for years, and I still forget their names sometimes. Yeah. It's just, for some reason, that's the way my brain is wired. Like, it's just not a detail that I keep in there. <laughs> it's un yeah. I felt really bad. There was a guy I worked with for, like, five years, and we were in a meeting, and I was introducing people on a call, and I just blanked on his name. It's just, I felt right. horrible. But go on, go on, come on. Okay, right. Seventh, seventh question. Uh, oh, God, well, maybe maybe a very similar vein to the last question. Okay. Okay. Bam. What is the name of the tree in Norse mythology which has roots connecting the dread realm Niflheim? Oh, Yggdrasil. The god. Say it again. I can't pronounce it, but it starts with a. It's Yggdrasil or something like that. Correct. Uh, I think it's Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. I... Uh, yes, I was going to say connecting the dread realm Niflheim, the god's realm of Asgard. And Jotunheim, the land of the giants. Yeah, you're talking. It's a history and mythology question. I got this. Exactly. I put a couple of mythology. I 
Um, so I know how to actually like those kind of questions. And I was like, oh, I've got my mythology book. I'll just have a quick flick through that. <laughs> it's stupid things like that. I don't even know, like, the personal conversations we've had, actual podcasts <laughs> that I've done. I don't remember those. But that <laughs> random detail of Norse mythology, I got that right here. Hell yeah. Didn't even have to finish okay. the question. Next question. Is Die Hard a Christmas... Wait, hang on, no. No, we've already done this one. It obviously is. Obviously. Okay, next question. Uh, oh, I need to drink for the previous one, anyway. Yeah. You do, yeah. Mm. Also, I apologize to any viewers. I just made a vulgar gesture on screen. <laughs> Don't worry, it was purely directed at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not flipping you, the viewer, off. I am flipping Blue, the Quizmaster, off. <laughs> okay, right. Next question. Yeah. On Steam, what game have you played the most hours on that I have also played? PUBG. Bam! Nine seconds. Yeah. Nailed that shit. I was, I was thinking like, oh, what have I played the most? It's either Skyrim or KOTOR or PUBG. And then you said that I have also played in like PUBG. I've also played Skyrim. Yeah, but Skyrim, uh, it was lower than the other. Skyrim was like one of the other... In my top five played games, it's up there. Okay. But no, PUBG, like, I remember we racked up something like 250 hours in the course of, like, six months. Like, yeah. We, we played them. But it could have been, I think, uh, the close second was CSGO. Yeah. It, it, was, it was in 2017. That was actually the height that my YouTube channel ever reached. Um, yeah. I was, I was getting... It wasn't a lot. I was getting, like, dozens of views. But even dozens was like, oh, man, people are actually uh, interested in us, yeah. like... Running around like dumbasses. And then that dumb fucking pistol video. <laughs> that got like 12,000 views. It probably got features yeah. in some other video. That's that's what probably happened. Yeah. Um, and it's still coming up it's today. It's still getting views. It's still it's still the top viewed video on my channel. Like, yeah. per month. It got 28 kind views last month. kind of depressing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It is very depressing. No one gives a shit about what we're doing now. <laughs> okay. Right. Next one. If a lion walks up to you, but it turns out to be a doggo in disguise, what is he doing to you? Bamboozling me. Oh, he got it! Yes! <laughs> He's doing a heckin' bamboozle. <laughs> I knew... Oh my god, I'm so happy that I actually got that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm also so happy. LSU's gonna be fucking bouncing off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a heckin' bamboozle. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked. Like I'm suddenly getting I'm ca I'm suddenly catching my stride in the second half of these quizzes. Taking another drink. That was a, probably a drink and a half. I was so proud. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What was the first discussion we ever had on the TMCJ podcast? Was it the overpowered characters one? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Pause the clock. First discussion we ever had on the TMCJ podcast, the overpowered protagonist. He's fucking <laughs> nailing these. Holy shit. I this can't is probably the it. highest you've ever scored. I know. I, 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 I was so, like, dejected early on, because I was like, there's no way. I was like, I'm fucking up left and right. This can't... Yeah. 
This is going to be a disaster. To be fair, you only got the dice one wrong because you've got about the D10. Yeah. Oh, I almost poured it in my coffee. <laughs> it's, uh, what was it? Irish coffee? That's that's whiskey and coffee. Oh, well, it's just black coffee. But I almost poured pineapple and mango into it. I know, I know, I know. But I, <laughs> I, Irish coffee is actually a drink. It's um, it's just coffee yeah. plus whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Not being a coffee drinker, I would know nothing about that. Mm, I love coffee. Uh, okay, yeah, cool, right. Are you ready? I am ready. Name the different Tetris blocks with their corresponding color from Puyo Puyo Tetris. They have names? Well, de- describe them. I- I'm not going to make you give their official. Uh, okay, straight block is like a light blue, like a cyan. Correct. Um... The T-shaped block is purple. Correct. There's a Z block one way and a Z block the other way, and one is green, one is red. Square yeah, block is which. yellow. Which one's oh. so the Z and the S block? So which way around? The one where the the top is pointing this way. I'm closing my eyes so I can picture it. The one where the top is pointing this way. Oh, the camera's reversed. Shit. So <laughs> the opposite of that. <laughs> The one where the, the top is pointing to the... Ten seconds. Shut up. The one that top is pointing to the left is the green block. Top is pointing to the right is the red block. I'm forgetting one. Oh, the L block. It's dark blue. Time's up. Is that all of them? Did I miss one? You missed the orange L block. Oh, I hate that block anyway. The dark blue is the R block. Uh, I can give you half a point. Because okay. that was quite impressive. Uh, you nailed purple T, T block. Uh, yep, well, light blue line. When you said their names, I'm like, names? They have names? Like, it was one called Fred? Like, <laughs> uh, The S block is green. The Z block is red. Did I get those forwards or did I get those right? I think you actually got them backwards. I could be wrong. It's very hard to tell because I can only see a portion of your screen. S. Well, so I said that's why I said left and right, but yeah, I also yeah. don't know left from right. So yeah, this is true. <laughs> but you're it, very close. So uh, yeah, half, it's really uh, weird because like if I'm walking around outside, I can tell you immediately which way is north, south, east, and west. But if you ask me which way is right, which way is left, I have to think about it. No. Okay. Mm, me. Oh God. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, okay. Ready? I am ready, sir. Which podcast episode displayed on its thumbnail Jesus and Shia LaBeouf carrying English and American football? Oh, fuck. This one was relatively recent. Um, but I don't know for certain. I'm going to say 18. Okay, and do you have a title for it? No, all my titles are fucking like goofy amalgamations of what we uh, what we talk. Well, exactly. About I've told you what's on the thumbnail, so you could infer. Actual cannibal uh, Jesus football. I don't know. <laughs> Actual cannibal Jesus football. What a sport. Okay, uh, it was episode eleven. Oh fuck! Don't Celebrity cringe thought. and sports. Celebrity cringe and sports. Okay. Episode 11, yeah, oh god, that was, um, jeez, that was more than half the podcast yep. ago. It was. 
That's why when you said it was pretty recent, I was like, ooh, that's going to get bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I said 18. I thought it was somewhere in the middle. Um, mm. Like, either however it is. But Take your drink. Oh, right. Sorry. Here, fiddling <laughs> around. Oh, my. Okay. Moving on to question 13. We're getting through them. All right, good. Oh, I'm going to refill this again. <laughs> Uh, tell me when. Tell me no, when go ready. ahead. Go ahead and ask the question. Um, just don't okay. start the timer until I say go. Well, that's cheating. <laughs> go ahead and read the question. I'm done. Okay. How old is Master Chief? Oh, this is a. Oh, fuck! This is a good one. Um, let's see. He was thirty something in the Halo books. In 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 what? Like now? Or in Halo 4, uh, Halo 3, Halo 1. I see when he dies. He doesn't die. He hasn't died yet. Oh, okay. I looked up, I typed in how old is Master Chief and it gave me an answer. He's 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 old at this point. The Spartans age slower than everyone else because of the genetic modification. So he's yeah, somewhere I think it's his... not counting cryostasis or anything, I think. Okay, so he's somewhere in his 50s. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say you get within five years. Within five years? I'm going to say 54. Yeah. Okay. Pausing the clock. 47 years old. I was Oh, God, I was really close. If you, The plus or minus Just five years. Just outside the bracket. Yeah, it was two yeah. years off. I knew... Okay, so... The Spartans were recruited when they were six years old. And um, then they were given all these genetic modifications. So, like, in the events of the Halo games, Master Chief uh, in Halo 1 and 2 are is only... He's he's in his, like, late 30s at that point. Or a little bit older, actually, I think. Um, but he's still fighting far beyond the capabilities of a normal human who's in his 20s. Mm. Um, but, yeah, in the later games, they actually make reference to this. Uh, in Halo 4, there's a admiral that shouts at him and says, like, you know, I, I'm not going to listen to the, the delusional ravings of an aging Spartan and his, um, his you know, malfunctioning AI. Yeah. And um, they're, they're making a point because, yeah, he is, at that point in the game, he's, he's in his 40s. Like, he's getting mm. a lot older. But you're right. Yeah, you are. I was just gonna say you are getting there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> I turned thirty-three this year. Oh man. Just after Halloween, right? Yeah. Birthday's uh in November. Mm. Oh, right. I still got your present from like two years ago. I've still got a present that I was intending to give to you when I was going to go to uh Britain in early 2020. Honestly, the moment they open up international travel again, uh, I'm there. I'm so fucking. Absolutely, like, I'll be ready. I am burrito. I don't. Hand. I don't care if they. Um, you know what it costs. I'm. I've got a bunch of back pay that I haven't spent on anything. Coming to see you, and we're gonna do a live yeah. podcast. No, we're not. Hell yeah! <laughs> All we'll, right, we'll try. Anyway. Go on. Questions. <laughs> we're we're going over... Two questions left. Okay. Actually, we're not too far over then. No, we're not. I, I, thought, we uh, were, I thought we were doing worse for time, because I feel like I'm waffling a lot, but... We didn't go off for much detail. Although the last question might be a bit of a tangent one. 
But who knows? Yeah, we'll okay. find out. Okay, second from last. Go. What does the name Prometheus stand for? Can you give me the context, like the sci-fi universe? Uh, okay, so I'll give you a bit of context. So, is this, uh, is this from Halo? From, from Greek mythology. Well, from Greek mythology, I, I mean, I'm asking, like, you're asking for the acronym. Um, but there's a lot of different sci-fi universes that have used Prometheus as an acronym. We're not talking about sci-fi, we're talking about straight-up Greek mythology. I didn't know it was an acronym. I mean, Prometheus uh, was Prometheus was the Greek god who gave fire to man. Yes, he he's known he, as the champion of mankind. Yeah, exactly, and he was a, he was a punishment for it. I didn't know yep. it was an. He was acronym. also the most clever of the uh, Titans. Yeah, I, I, again, I did not know it was an acronym. Um, Five seconds. No, no, I'm I'm going to fail this okay. one. But All let right. me let me uh, speculate real quick and try to think. Yeah. Um, Polis Reus, I'm assuming they're Greek words. Um, Omni might no, I, I'm I'm, just, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just embarrassing myself. Come on, what does it mean? <laughs> uh, name Prometheus stands for forethought. What? Yep, forethought. But he was the smartest, so he thought. You know, forethought. I thought it was an acronym, and I was supposed to guess like what the acronym stood for. Oh wait, what? When you said what does Prometheus stand for, I was like, yeah. I thought like it was like a P dot R dot, like I thought it was an acronym. Oh no, sorry, no. Would you have guessed it either way though? No, I wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> I, like I would have, I would if if I had understood the question, I would have guessed that Prometheus stood for knowledge. Okay. Um, because that uh, that's what he was in Greek mythology. He was the the titan that yeah that passed fire to man to start civilization. Possibly, it's speculated he also created man. Mm. Uh, well, playing. yeah, the, uh. the 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 latest iteration of man, because in Greek mythology, man was created three times. The men mm. of gold, the men of silver, and the men of bronze. Anyway, there you go. So uh, go on. Little little bit of a you know mythology dump there mm. again. I I, okay. <laughs> I have all this random trivia in my head, uh, but I couldn't answer that or and understand the, final, the question. Final question of this momentous oh, wait, occasion of the half year podcast. Oh, oh, yep, yep, yep. I almost uh, cheated. The half year podcast. Runs to an end with this final question. In the last tweet put out last night on the TMCJ Twitter account, where is the squirrel? What? Where is the squirrel? Where is the squirrel? Alright. This is cheating because you know that I don't <laughs> use any social media. I, I specifically this is, this made is the our own Twitter account. I specifically made the podcast and gave it to you to manage because I don't like social media. I have been I've been thinking about how to delete my Facebook account for a while now, and I haven't done it. Um, the squirrel is in the bottom left, the okay. bottom right. 
Final, final answer? Final answer. Okay. Pause the clock. All right. I want you to go to the TMCJ Twitter account right now. <laughs> Put up the latest image. I'm still, I should still be signed into it. All right. Let's take a look at this. Um, oh, this, uh, this, oh, the British uh, fought the Zulus uh, today. What? Oh, okay. Right. I don't remember the that in the TMZ chat. <laughs> you no, know, it, just, it just popped up. Squirrel. I don't see a squirrel. One of the boxes has a secret squirrel. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <sighs> <laughs> Take a drink. Grumbly, angry noises. <laughs> That's right. In the Disney Square of the Bingo Sheet the for the TMCJ Square. podcast. I Honestly, I should have guessed that. I should have said the Disney. I when you said the, the the lady's post, I was like, oh, you posted the you know the the um the bingo card. Yeah, it was the bingo card. It was the bingo card, but then you said that. And now I'm thinking, is it a text post? <laughs> Uh. Yep, there is a secret squirrel which I secured inside of the post before posting it, just for the just for this question on the podcast quiz. You know, shall we uh, shall we end out the podcast with um, with looking at the bingo card and trying to speculate on whether or not we had bingo this this round? Absolutely, I agree. Uh, um, so fact, let's, are you let's, able to put it on the screen? The... So you're uh, sharing yeah, yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely put it on the screen. Um, awesome. If oh, I well done that. on today's quiz, by the way. You did a very good Thank job. You. How many how many questions did I get right, by the way? Uh, so you got Triceratops. Uh, first quiz question, you got half point. Um, D and D monster man, you got wrong. Burrito wrong. Igzadrill. Igdrazil, sorry. Igdrazil. You got right. So two full answers correct. Pubga correct. Bamboozle correct. Overpowered protagonist, correct. Pupu Tetris was a half one again. So that's I went through like a streak of getting things almost right for a good chunk of it. Uh, you got that one wrong. Just got Master Chief wrong. Prometheus wrong. Secret score wrong. So you got six correct total. Okay, six out of fifteen. Like it's not. I honestly thought I was going to do quite a bit worse. When we right. started it, so I, I think that that's that's um that's okay. Yes. All right. Here's so I think if card. I do this, um, all right. Can you see the? I absolutely can. Oh my god! Come on, there we go. Wait, what are you fucking around with? <laughs> okay. I was trying to block out, like, because I had a bunch of other tabs open. I mean, I don't care okay. if people see what I watch on YouTube, but very stuff. Um, yes. So. Uh, also, you're, you're seeing my fucking bookmark bar. That is true, but it's nothing. Oh my god, he has a Blizzard launcher open. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, so this is uh, this is the the TMC podcast podcast official. The I'm TMC. I am slurring my words because <laughs> I failed quite a bit of questions. <laughs> um, this is the TMCJ podcast official uh, bingo card. Again, based off of a uh, fan art submission. 
Um, so let, let's go through this and see what we find. We, we're already over yeah. time, so fuck it. Let's just uh, end things strong. Wait, hang on. Oh, fuck. I posted the one with three in the middle, not the fucking I got shit. Oh, you posted the wrong one, you fucking oh, well. dumbass. You know what, it's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> there was another version of this bingo card that actually had the TMC podcast logo in the middle. Also, you can mm. see my uh, my mouse moving around. So, starting at raging at Twitter, that definitely happened today. I called it a Did hive it? of scum and villainy. Oh, that's true. I, we I didn't opened... really go into it. We didn't lay into it much. All right, so we'll we'll come back to that then. Okay. Trying not to swear. Um, you did apologize for saying cunt. This is true. <laughs> um, that's uh, the intro. I didn't do that this time. No, I was very close to doing it for the third segment on purpose. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, man. Apologies for I interrupting. I apologized. That, yeah. God, yeah, I, I did it too. Uh, <laughs> nostalgia. I don't think we did this one this time around. Uh, like I talked about um, people sympathizing with like older sort of um, uh, what's the word like classical movies and characters, but I don't think yeah. we in particular talked about things we were nostalgic about. No, I talked a bit about Red Rising, but I haven't really called that nostalgic. It's not Let's... that old. We'll, we'll 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 pin that. We'll put that one in the same category yeah. of trying not to swear. Okay. As as uh, a yeah, a meh. You we'll, mean we'll raising let, a twist? We'll let you yeah. at home decide. Yeah. Uh, uh, correcting the other person. I don't think we did that. Nope, not at all. Uh, Disney. Did we talk about Disney? I mean, we talked about Star Wars. They Disney owns them. True. That's another. That's another. Iffy I one. mean, and we uh, we did we did talk about Disney Star Wars specifically, like the 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 sequel trilogy, which we is. Did. I think it's fair to yeah. We talked about Star Wars. Disney counts. All right, Disney counts. Going back to a previous topic, definitely. Yep. Uh, hating on streaming services, we didn't. Although we did want before the podcast, we were talking about how much we did want to bitch about Ubisoft, but we didn't. This is true. that's not a streaming service. It isn't, um, but they might as well be because they're just a shit. Um, segment goes over 35 minutes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle on, definitely. Yeah, uh, that happened. Disclaiming on opinion, I know I did nope. that. You did? Oh, multiple times. When did you say don't... So when we were what? talking about, when I was talking about sociology, I said, alright, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an expert, I am not a... I dis okay. I I definitely did this, but when we were talking okay. about like the human interactions and like the monkey brains and stuff, so good. Um, Britain versus America, we did not do that this time. Nope, not this week. Suspended disbelief, we did not do that. Uh, gaming jargon, definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did that. That that's that's one's pretty much a given. Yeah. <laughs> a mention of uh, your BF. I uh, you my BF. Yeah, your boyfriend. Uh, your boyfriend, who's wow. also a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, year is this? Fuck. Oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again. Hey, you don't have to apologize to me. You're gonna apologize to her. <laughs> alright, alright. Fine, fine. I'll say I'm sorry to Alessia later. Okay. Um, but you did mention her. Did I? You did. Yeah, you were talking about, uh, like... What was it? It was during the media segment. We were talking about movies. Okay. And her reactions to it. Um, telling off a video game company. This was a golden opportunity to talk about Ubisoft, but we never did. But we didn't. No. Um, 
I don't think yes, I did. actually did. I'm you? getting better about not whacking my mic during the, the podcast, so oh. that didn't happen. Nice. Uh, uh, we did have something planned for this segment, so this one's We did. Not a, we were ready this week. Holy shit. Uh, just a regular chat. So that guys. is when it goes a bit fucking weird and crazy. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about that. Movie night did get talked about, so that's a, that's a definite. Yeah. Um, looking something up that happened multiple times. Uh, messing up an yep. actor's name. Um, nope. Yeah, we didn't really didn't talk about that. actors. All right, have to tell something off podcast. That didn't happen either. No, it didn't happen either. I don't think it's bingo this week. I don't think it's bingo either. Like, there's a couple that are close. Um, mm. Like, they almost like, got the top row, almost got the bottom. Top left to bottom right. I thought we almost had that. But the thing um, is, it's it's kind of at audience's discretion. And we, we, we're we recording this live, so who knows if we're actually right? Um, yeah, if you did get anything right, tell us. Uh, shout bingo in the chat. Yeah, please. Uh, but, yeah. We, we've Wait, already gone... is there gone... a chat for Spotify? There isn't, is there? There isn't for Spotify, but there is on YouTube. And we do have a Twitter account, as you were keen to remind viewers. Um, so they are TMCJ podcast. <laughs> they are welcome to, uh, to chat us up there. Do you have any final thoughts before I close this out for the week? Uh, here's to another... Good half year of podcasting. Oh God, yeah. Hopefully it does go on for that long, because mm. I personally am very much enjoying recording these things. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna call it there. This has been the end of the twenty sixth episode, the half year mark for the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. We're happy to have you as viewers, and we hope that you will keep listening in the future. But that's the end. Um, have a good week and blue. See you next week. Bye.